الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد We're now going to inshallah ta'ala explain and carry on the book Ilmu Tafsiri Min Al-Nuqaya by Jalaluddin Al-Suyuti We stopped last lesson after the class inshallah I'll give you the last five minutes inshallah So inshallah ta'ala um, we're going to carry on the kitab Al-Mutafsiri Min Al-Nuqaya we were talking about uh, last lesson the chapter does anyone here remember what was the name of the chapter yeah What was the name of the chapter? What did we name the chapter? Huh? Huh? That which goes back to the descending of the Quran. And how many points did we say falls under that? Twelve. What did we do? We did the Makki and the and the Madari. And so today we're gonna go to third and fourth. Makki was one, Madani was two. Today we're going to do three and four, and my plan, inshallah ta'ala, is today to do the uh, al-hadari and al-safari, al-nahari, and al-layli, and I also want to do the al-sayfi and al-shita'i, I also want to do the firashi, and if Allah allows me, I want to do asbab al-nuzul, bi-idhnillahi al-kareem today. The author, rahimahullah, he says, al-hadari wa safari الأول كثير والثاني سورة والثاني سورة الفتح والتيمم في المائدة بذات الجيش أو البيداء واتقوا يوما ترجعون فيه إلى الله بمنا ومن وآمن الرسول إلى آخرها يوم الفتح ويسألونك عن الأنفال وهذان خصمان ببدر واليوم أكملت لكم دينكم بعرفات وإن عاقبتم بأحد النهاري والليلي الأول كثير والثاني له أمثلة كثيرة منها صورة الفتح وآية القبلة ويا أيها النبي قل لأزواجك وبناتك ونساء المؤمنين الآية قال البلقيني وآية الثلاثة الذين خلفوا في براءة الصيفي والشتائي الأول كآية الكلالة والثاني كالآيات العشر في براءة عائشة الفراشي كآية الثلاثة الذين خلفوا ويلحق به ما نزل وهو نائم كسورة الكوثر أسباب النزول وفيه تصانيف وما روي فيه عن صحابي فمرفوع فإن كان بلا سند فمنقطع أو تابعي فمرسل وصح فيه أشياء كقصة الإفك والسعي وآية الحجاب والصلاة 
والصلاة خلف المقام وعسى ربه إن طلق كنا أن يبدله أزواجا خيرا من كنا مسلمات خيرا من كنا مسلمات مؤمنات قانتات تائبات عابدات سائحات تيبات وأبكارا الآية So that's what we're going to cover today, inshallah ta'ala. Al-Hadhariyu wa-Safariyu. So the author, rahimahullah, he mentioned Al-Hadhari wa-Safari. So the first thing we're going to do is Al-Hadari, and we'll also do with it uh, Was-Safari. But the way that the author spoke about this is in two ways. He mentioned two things regarding this Al-Hadari and Al-Safari. He mentioned two things regarding it. The first thing is, he mentioned some verses. Addu ba'di ma nazala Safari. So he, the author, he listed some of the things, I'm a, some of the verses, sorry, I'm a, some of the suwar that came down whilst the Prophet was a traveler. And the second one is, Al-Isharatu Ijmalan Ila Al-Hadari So if you look at what Suyuti mentioned He mentioned Two things The first one is Addu He listed He listed, rahimahullah, some of that which came down whilst the Prophet was a traveler. Some of that which came down whilst the Prophet was a, a traveler. And he mentioned eight poems. In here, he mentioned how many? Eight poems. And here, he mentioned a general issue related to that which came down whilst the Prophet was a resident. So Al-Hadari means when you're a resident and Al-Safari is when you're a traveler. This is how he spoke about it. He mentioned only these two points. Point number one is he listed um, what came down uh, whilst the Prophet was a traveler. And the second one is, he gave a general point related to whilst the Prophet was a resident. Question, why did he list the traveling and he didn't list the resident verses or the chapters that came down, the suwar that came down whilst the Prophet was traveling? Why didn't he list this one and he chose to list this one? Anyone know? Are you? 
Sahih. Jazakallah khairan. And that is, the verses that came down whilst the Prophet was a traveler, or he was traveling, are restricted and limited. They're known. Whereas what came down whilst the Prophet was a resident is more. How is it more? Because if you're more of a traveler, then you're not a resident. What makes you a resident in a place? You're there most of your life. Most of the time you're there. So you become a resident here. صح? And traveling is something arid, meaning something that happens to you and then goes. Comes, happens. So the prophet situation, or any human being, when you use the word resident, it means you're, a, you're staying there for a, period, a good period of time. So the prophet, of course, he resided in particular places, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and his travelings were limited, alayhi salatu They were what? They were uh, limited. Let's first of all define what each one means. Write it down, inshaAllah ta'ala. What does hadariyu mean? Hadariyu means ma nazala minal qur'ani, that which came down from the Qur'an, in the Prophet's place of residency. And we specifically say his place of residency is because the Prophet resided in two places after being a Prophet. Mecca and Medina. Both of those are considered Darul Hadar. Does that make sense? So we say Hadariyu means that which came down regarding the Qur'an or verses that came down or chapters that came down whilst the Prophet was in a place of residency and we know the Prophet's place of residency after becoming a Prophet was what? Two Mecca and Mah and Medina Mecca and what? Medina Anything other than Mecca and Medina for the Prophet that is considered what? Traveling. It's what considered? It's considered travel, traveling. The asal of the Quran is that it came down while he was a resident. And there are verses and chapters that came down here or there whilst the Prophet was a traveler. So we all have the understanding of what? What about safari? Safari is safari, that which came down while he was a traveler. Safari is that which came down whilst he was traveling. Yeah, if it's not in Mecca or Medina, anywhere in between, in Mecca and Medina, it's always, as soon as he steps out of Mecca, He's a traveler. Okay. So we all know what Hadari and Safari means, right? Let's go to the first point, which is, let's list the eight that the author mentioned, Suyuti, the eight that he mentioned that came down whilst the Prophet was a, was a traveler, uh, whilst he was traveling. Number one, the author, Rahimahullah, he mentioned Surah Al-Fatihi. Surah Al-Fatih Surah Al-Fatih Surah Al-Fatih 
it came down on the Prophet وسلم, while he was a traveler and it came down on a valley it came down on a what? Wadin a valley Baina Makkah wal Medina Which is exactly What the brother pointed out It was between Makkah and Medina It came down Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam When he went to? Huh? As in that when he went there for Fatha Mecca, we're going to see that soon. Examples going to come from that one as well. Okay, let's pay attention. Pay attention. It's a good question. The second example that the author brought is, uh, by the way, what's the evidence that this one, Surah Al-Fatihi, came down whilst the Prophet was traveling? The hadith in Sahih Al-Bukhari, min hadith Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. That's the evidence for it. In Sahih al-Bukhari, Umar ibn al-Khattab stated that it came down. In the hadith, it stated that he came down whilst the Prophet was, a, was traveling and he was in that particular valley. Good. Second one that the author mentioned is Ayatul Tayammum. Ayatul Tayammum. And Ayatul Tayammum is the sixth verse of Surah Al-Ma'idah. Allah says, وَإِن كُنْتُمْ مَرْضَعُوا عَلَى سَفَرٍ أَوْ جَاءَ أَحَدٌ مِنْكُمْ مِنَ الْغَائِضِ أَوْ لَمَسْتُمُ النِّسَاءَ فَلَمْ تَجِدُوا مَاءً فَتَيَمَّمُوا سَعِيدًا طَيِّبًا Ayah 6, Surah Al-Ma'idah This one, um, it also came down on the Prophet ﷺ while he was a traveler. And this has authentically been transmitted from our mother Aisha as it's narrated in Bukhari and Muslim. There's a dispute where exactly did it come down. Some scholars, they mentioned it comes down, came down in a place called Bayda. A place called what? al Bayda. And some say, no, it came down in Bidat al-Jaysh. Whatever, whatever it may be. Uh, and the reason why there is dispute is because our mother Aisha she had a doubt in the narration she transmitted it with a doubt she said the point that concerns us is is that it came down when whilst the prophet was a traveler that's what concerns us because both of those places are outside mecca and medina okay Question here now. Imam al-Nawawi, rahimahullah, he strengthened that the place Bayda or even that al-Jaysh. Imam al-Nawawi specified both of them, they fall between Medina and Khaybar. This is the opinion strengthened by Nawawi. It's between where? Medina and Khaybar and this is the view strengthened by Nawawi rahimahullah Ibn Tim rahimahullah he strengthens the opinion that it's between Mecca and Medina which is what I mentioned and that which is strongest is that it's what between Mecca and it's between Mecca and Medina 
and Abu al-Fadl ibn Hajar al-Asqalani, Imam ibn Hajar al-Asqalani, in his Fathul Bari, he strengthens the view of Ibn Uteen, and you can find it there, inshallah ta'ala. The third, the third one that the author, rahimahullah, mentioned is, وَاتَّقُوا يَوْمًا تُرْجَعُونَ فِيهِ لَلَّهِ which is Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayat 281. Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayat 281. It came down in Mina. Where did it come down in? Mina. Which now answers our brother Muhammad's question. Which is that anything after the Prophet left Mecca and he moved to Medina, whatever came down on the Prophet while he was in Mecca, whether it be Hajj or whether it be after the conquest of Mecca, is considered as a what? A traveler. Because he's a resident of where? Medina. So when we say that it's what came down in Mecca, it means before he migrated to Medina. But once he migrated to Medina, whatever comes down in Mecca is, also, is always considered to be what? A state of traveler. And this is where the scholars mention that a person is not allowed to come to the land in which he migrated from. He cannot reside in it. And that's why the Prophet never came back to Mecca. Even after it became a what? Daru Islam. And we all together, some scholars took that from it. And they used that as an evidence. Anyways, the ayah وَاتَّقُوا يَوْمًا تُرْجَعُونَ فِيهِ إِلَى اللَّهِ ثُمَّ تُوَفَّى كُلُّ نَفْسٍ مَا كَسَبَتْ وَهُمْ لَا يُظْلَمُونَ This ayah came down whilst the Prophet ﷺ was a traveler. There are many narrations that are mentioned and none of them are authentically transmitted. None of them are what? None of them are authentically transmitted. So there is no evidence that this came down in Mina. There's no actual delil for it. Suyuti mentioned it. Before him, Bulqini mentioned in his kitab, Muwaqi'ul Ulum wa Muwaqi'ul Nujum. Zarkashi mentions it in his kitab al-Burhan. But there's no actual evidence for it. Number four. Number four is, Aman al-Rasul. Aman al-Rasul bima unzila ilayhi min rabbihi. Ayah 285. This one they said it came down on the what? The conquest of Mecca. Yawm al-Fatah. This again is mentioned by Bulqini in his Muwakka' al-Ulum. Suyuti mentions it here in his Nuqaya. He also strengthens it in his Itqan. He also mentions it in explanation of the Nuqaya, Itmam al-Diraya. Again, there's no dalil for this. There is no evidence that strengthens and pushes that آمن الرسول بما أنزل إليه من ربه came down what? That it came down on the day of the conquest of Mecca. Number five. Surah Al-Anfal. Surah Al-Anfal, when did it come down? The battle of Badr. The battle of? The battle of Badr. Surah Al-Anfal came down on the battle of Badr. Number six. هَذَانِ خَصْمَانِ اخْتَصَمُوا فِي رَبِّهِمْ Which is in Surah Al-Hajj, Ayah 19. It also came down regarding what? 
Hadani Khasmani means the believers and the non the non-believers. Adani Khasmani Khtasamufirabihim. These two parties of people have argued in the affairs of their Lord, referring to the believers and the disbelievers. And some scholars have narrowed it down and they said that the believers here that are referring that are referred to is the non-Muslims. Before the battle started, they'd done something called Mubaraza. Who did they send out? The non-Muslims, that day they sent down, they sent out three men. The first one was Utbah, and the second one was Shaybah, and the third one was Al-Walid ibn Utbah. These three men came from the non-Muslims, and from the Muslims, three people came. And they were three men from Ansar. Three men of Ansar came out and Quraysh said, Muhammad, don't send us men we don't know. Send us men that are equivalent to us and that are like us. And so the Prophet ﷺ, he appointed Hamza, Ali ibn Abi Talib ta'ala anhu, and Ubaidah ibn al-Harith. Are we all together? Ubaidah ibn al-Harith, and Hamza and Ali came from the Muslim side and Utbah and Shaybah and Walid ibn Utbah three of these they met the three non-Muslims died from the believers that day Ubaidah ibn ibn al-Harith he got wounded and he died in Medina he never died in the battlefield okay pay attention this Allah referred to as these two parties of people have they are fighting over the affairs of their Lord so this ayah came down regarding that so this battle is what battle of Badr it's a tra- it's a journey it's a travel but that is not in Mecca or is not in Medina number seven is what the Surah Al-Anfal. Oh, you mean the ayah that came down? Surah Al-Hajj, ayah 19, I said, or 17. Yeah, 19. 19, 19, 19. Hadani Rabbihim is Surah Al-Hajj, ayah 19. Number seven is Surah Al-Nahl, ayah 126. Surah Al-Nahl, ayah 126. Allah says in the ayah, وَإِنْ عَاقَبْتُمْ فَعَاقِبُوا بِمِثْلِ مَا عُوقِبْتُمْ بِهِ If you are punished and someone puts you through wrongdoings, Allah says, punish them in accordance to what they punished you with. فَإِنْ عَاقَبْتُمْ فَعَاقِبُوا بِمِثْلِ مَا عُوقِبْتُمْ بِهِ Don't go overboard. So this Surah Al-Nahl, Ayah 126, the scholars they mentioned it came down on what? Uhud. Because before that, the Sahabas were clearly and categorically instructed not to fight at all. The Sahabas were instructed before the Battle of Badr, they were instructed not to fight or to do anything to Quraysh. Are we all together, brothers? Allah told them, subhanahu wa ta'ala, Alam tara ladina qila lahum, kufu aydiyakum. وَأَقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَآتُوا الزَّكَاةَ كُفُوا أَيْدِيَكُمْ means what? 
Hold back your hands. Are we all together? أَلَمْ تَرَ إِلَى الَّذِينَ قِيلَ لَهُمْ كُفُّ أَيْدِيَكُمْ Take back your hands. Don't, don't think about fighting. Don't talk about jihad. Are we all together? The time, the place will come. So the Sahabas were told to focus on what? وَأَقِيمُ الصَّلَاةَ وَآتُ الزَّكَاةَ Focus on your spirituality. Are we all together, brothers? Shaykh al-Islam Taymiyyah as a side benefit mentioned these ayats apply on the Muslims fi halat al-da'f at the times of weakness. When the Muslims are weak and the non-Muslims are stronger, the Muslims are not allowed to fight and they implement the verses of holding back their hands. Are we all together? And Ibn Taymiyyah elaborated greatly on this point and he said, and he refuted those who said that these verses were abrogated after the Ayat of the jihad came down. Are we all together? Shaykh Islam ibn Taymiyyah said, No. The ayats that say not to fight are implemented at the times of weakness. And the ayat of jihad are implemented at the times of strength. Each applies on those situations. So when the believers are strong, they implement And when they're weak and they are unable to fight, they implement the ayats which command them and instruct them to not fight. And one of the evidence that Shaykh al-Islam Taymiyyah really used is when Ya'juj and Ma'juj come, Isa ibn Maryam will not fight. He will leave off what? Jihad. And he will go in a cave with him, his followers, right? Because of what? Because of the lack of ability to fight with Yajuj or Majuj. Are we all together? So this is a evidence to show that it's not a love of oppression and wrongdoings that a person says we shouldn't fight because we're not ready for it it's because when you do some things without ability the harm that comes from it is far greater than the benefit that comes from it preparation for the believers has to be done pray your salah pray your pay your zakat go to your hajj pilgrimage Fulfill the obligations on you first. As Shaykh al-Albani used to say, Qim Establish an Islamic government in your houses and in your hearts. Allah will establish it on the, on the earth for you. You see a person, shaves his beard. He doesn't do sujood unless he falls on the floor. And then he talks about what? bringing back Khilafah. He talks about the honor of the believers and the humiliations that the Muslims are going through. Sahih? We're all together. So it's important to establish our what? Why did Allah tell the companions to be patient? For those many years in Mecca, the Prophet walked by his companions. He walked by Ammar ibn Yasir. And he said to him, Ismiru ya ala Yasir, jannah. Be patient. Your final abode will be Jannah. And the narrations mention Sumayyah, the mother of Ammar ibn Yasir. 
Abu Jahlin alayhi min Allah alayhi min Allah he may yastahiq may Allah give him what he deserves he took a spear and he put it in the private part of Um Sumayyah killed her like that killed his father in front of him and the Prophet walked by him Ammar and his family only thing he said to him was what? be patient your final abode are all Jannah and Another companion, Khabbab, he came to the Prophet. He said to the Prophet, Are you not going to give us victory or message of Allah? Are you not going to bring back home victory? Are you going to watch us in this situation that we are in? And then the Prophet said something very powerful. If the believers and the Muslims today were to ponder on this hadith, really ponder over it and think over it, Wallahi, they would see. Number one, how truthful our prophet is and how the solution is right there and we're looking for something else the prophet said to him when the sahabi said to him oh message of allah are you not going to give us victory are you not going to bring back solution for us are you going to watch us in the situation that we're in the prophet said before you there were those who came before you before you came people who were persecuted, who were banished and beaten, just like you guys. They will be taken, he said. A man from amongst them will be taken. The earth will be dug for him. And he will be taken and he will be put onto the earth. And the sword and the blade will be put on his head. And he will be split into two. The Prophet said, This will not move his religion. His deen is still strong. How strong he was. He wouldn't. Then the Prophet said, Wallahi, by Allah. A man will walk from Sana'a to Hadramaut. There will come a day where a believer will walk from these places. Remember, this is Mecca getting persecuted. Are we all together, brothers? Salah in Yemen is not. Mecca, he, his religion hasn't been established yet. Wallahi, a man will walk from Hadramaut to Sana'a. He doesn't fear anything other than a wolf eating his goats. Underline the word he said after this. Look what he said after that. But you guys are hasty. You want to see the solution so quick and fast. Underline that word. You're hasty. Are we all together, brothers? You are what? You're hasty. Allah will not forsake the believers. And abadan. And the ghira and the passion Allah has for his creation, far, sorry, the love that Allah has for his creation, his believer, the believers, is far greater than what you and I have for them. Are we all together? And everything he does, he does it with wisdom. That he knows, subhanahu wa ta'ala. The poet, he said, you are looking for success, but you choose not to take its path 
the boat does not sail on the shore. You want solution for the Ummah, the Muslims, individually and on a higher scale. There's a road for it. There's a what? There's a road for that success. If, you, if the man who's riding his boat, he says, it's actually long to go on the sea and go around like that. Why don't I just cut through the shore? It's faster, quicker. Is the boat going to sail on the shore? Huh? Is the boat going to move? No, brother, you just have to take that long route. Because that's the only place that the boat actually sails on. And success is like that as well. It only what? It sails on the ocean. So this ayah, It came down after the Sahabas gained strength and power. The ayat of that came down were two types. Surah Al-Nahl, ayah 126. It came down, the ayat, first of the Sahabas were commanded what? Not to fight. They were told, don't fight. Turn the cheek. Leave them alone. Be patient. Ignore what they say. Turn away from the ignorant ones. What happened? The second verses came down. Which is The second level that came was fight those who are fighting you. Which is jihad, but it's jihad to defend themselves. The third that came down was, no, no, no. Now we're going to spread. We're going to go to lands. We're going to convey the message of Islam. You accept it or you don't. Are we all together? And if you don't accept, no problem. You have to pay tax for it. And the tax is to protect you. Are we all together, brothers? They have to pay jizya. Are we all together, brothers? The believers, they go through those stages. And all of them are in accordance to our strength. Don't talk about this when you have no power. Are you together? So this is important that we take all of that into consideration. One of my shuyukh mentioned one time, one Arab man went to New York, very rich Arab man. He went into a taxi, or, or was it his car? Allahu A'lam. He took money out, a lot of money, with the air conditioner in the car, he threw it into the car, and he opened the window, and the money went out of the window. Hundreds of dollars. And he said, I love the way that they, the non-Muslims are coming and they're taking money off the floor. Look how Allah humiliated them. The Sheikh did a very good taqib of it. The Sheikh pointed something very powerful and he said, this man, this Muslim man, is most likely wearing a t-shirt that's made in America. <laughs> a jacket that was made in America. Shoes that were made in America. He's not the humiliated one. You are the one who's humiliated. You have nothing. So the believers have to be very aware of their strength and their weaknesses. And the ayat and the Quran, they apply to the ability of the Muslims. And it's not far from that. The eighth, inshallah ta'ala, is Al-Yawma lakum wa atmamtu alaykum ni'mati wa lakum al-Islam 
المائده ايه 3 سوره المائده سوره المائده ايه 3 ايه نمبر 3 This of course came down and it's clear that it came down on Arafat the day of Arafah The Prophet was in Arafah Hajj and that's in Bukhari and Muslim in Hadith Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhum These are the eight insha'Allah ta'ala and we've taken it insha'Allah ta'ala The second point that we wanted to mention is Al-Isharatu to point out uh, and that is that the author Allah, mentioned that the Hadari is what more than the, the Safari. That's the second point that the author Allah, pointed out. And he said, The first one is what? Is the most. The first one is, uh, sorry, Al Hadari is, is more than the Safari. Safari is very, very little. Now we're going to move on to the next point, which is Al-Layli and Al-Nahari. Al-Layli and Al-Nahari. Abu Salih, can you rub it off for me, please? So now we're going to go to Al-Layli and Al-Nahari. And Wanahari. So Alayli means nighttime, that which came down at night, and Anahari means that which came down uh, daytime, inshallah. The author here he talks about it in two ways as well. He first of all mentions some uh, some of that which came down at night. And number two is uh, that which came down um, daytime, but he mentions it generally because it's the most in number. So he won't be able to mention all of that which came down daytime. Okay. So again, the author, rahimahullah, the first thing he does is he mentions, he lists. Um, that which came down whilst at night and there how many? Four. Four, uh, the author Rahimullah mentions that came down whilst the Prophet وسلم, at night time. And the second thing that he mentions is that the night, uh, sorry, the day is more, which is the second point, uh, that the day is more in number. So let's go over that one, inshallah. Ta'ala. Again, what's, what is Layli and what is Nahari? Layli is ma nazala fil layli, that which came down at night time, and an Nahari is ma nazala fil Nahari, that which came down at Daytime. Let's go for the for the first point, which is let's list the those which those which came down 
uh, at daytime, uh, at nighttime. The author mentioned four, we'll go through the four. Number one, Surah Al-Fatih. So Surah Al-Fatih, before we mention it came down, whilst the Prophet was, was traveling, and it was also at what? It was also, it's also at nighttime it came down. And this is authentically transmitted in the hadith of Umar, which I mentioned before in Bukhari. Okay? Good. Second one is Ayatul Qibla, which is Fawalli Wajhaka Shatr al Masjid al Haram. Ayah 144, Surah Al Baqarah. Ayah 144, Surah Al Baqarah. It's called Ayatul Ayatul Qibla, the verse regarding and pertaining to facing the Qibla. This came down at night time. It came down at what? At night time. And it's found in Bukhari and Muslim on the authority of Ibn Umar. The people were in Quba fi salati subhi. They were praying salatu. Fajr. They were praying Fajr. A man walked in. So Quba, of course, now it's like five minutes, ten minutes drive from, from the Prophet's masjid. Like in, at that time, it was a walk. This person would walk a lot, far. So a man came for Salatul Fajr, and the people were facing where? Baytul Maqdis. And there's last night, what came down? A verse that commanded them to turn away from the Qibla of Baytul Maqdis and face Mecca again. So the Kama came and he said to the people, Inna Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qad unzila alayhi laylata Qur'an That the Prophet this night a Qur'an came down on him. So at night time he came down. The narration mentioned that. Very good. Number three. It is Ya ayyuhan nabiyyu qul li azwajika wa banatika wa nisa'il mu'minina Ayah 59 59 Surah Al-Ahzab And the evidence for that is This ayah came down regarding who? Umar radiallahu anhu Umar saw Sauda binti Zam'a. Sauda binti Zam'a. You all know who Sauda binti Zam'a is, right? Sauda is the Prophet's wife. And this was before hijab came down, so she wasn't wearing a hijab. She wasn't wearing a hijab. So Umar saw Sauda. And he said to Sauda when he saw her, Umar he said, Ya Sauda. Oh Sauda. Wallah, you can't be hidden from you. I know you very well. Umar said. He then said to her, Look at how you come out when you're dressed. Look at how you, how you dress. Well, remember, Ayatul Hijab never came down yet. So he went to the Prophet Ya Rasulullah, Al-Barru Wal-Fajr. Good men, bad men, come. Ya Rasulullah, why doesn't those why do you not why do your wives not cover? 
And then the Prophet said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I have nothing to command them. And then this ayah came down. So the narration mentions that it was, the narration says, Unzila tilkal ayati fillayli, that night the ayah came down. He said, four things came down because of me. Four things came down because of me. I remember one time a feminist, she, says, she said, Umar, she doesn't, want, she doesn't like wearing a hijab, right? She's a feminist. She said, Umar, subhanAllah, man. I don't want to say what she said about him. But she was upset because of him, the hijab came. And the way he dealt with the situation, and said, Ya Rasulullah, women, Feminists don't like men telling them to wear hijab, right? So their anger doesn't just stick to men, it moves even to Umar and anyone who talks about it. So he's a misogynist and hadith wala haraj. Ayatul Rabi'ah. The fourth is Ayatul Tawbah. The three men, the three men who stayed away from the battle of what? Uh, Tabuk. Okay. Who knows the name of these four men? Sorry, these three men. Three men that stayed away from the battle of uh, Tabuk. They didn't go to the battle. It's at Surah to Tawbah, by the way. Ayah 188. Allah says, who knows the name of these three men? Who even knows one of them? Ka'am Malik, that's the most famous one. Who knows the other two? The second one is Murarah ibn al-Rabi'ah. Murarah ibn al-Rabi'ah. And the third one is Hilal ibn Umayyah. Hilal ibn Murarah ibn al-Rabi'ah and Hilal ibn Umayyah. Hilal ibn Umayyah, by the way, another verse came down on him as well, which is the issue of... Do you want to know? We all know the ayat that came down in Surah Surah An-Nur. That a man, he cannot accuse a woman of zina. Unless there's how many witnesses? How many people have to see the woman? Four. What about if a man says that he saw a woman? And he did. He saw zina. He saw everything. It was in front of him. It was done. And he goes to the court or he goes out there and he tells the people, I saw her commit zina and I saw the man commit zina. In the religion, he's got two traits now. Allah says, And they don't come with four witnesses. What's the condition of them? Allah says, their shahada and their testimony is never accepted in any court, in any Islamic court. And they're fasiq. Are we all together, brothers? That ayah was general. It came down. 
Hilal ibn Umayyah caught his wife. He caught his what? His own wife. And he came to the Prophet and said, I saw her. An ayah already came regarding the man who accuses a woman of zina. He has to be four ten witnesses. And Hilal ibn Umayyah didn't. And he said, Ya Rasulullah, but I saw her. The Prophet ﷺ, at this moment, nothing came down regarding it. And then after the ayah came down, where Allah Taala gave an exception to the man towards his wife. He doesn't have to be a witness for that. But another procedure takes place, which is Mas'alatul Li'an, the study in fiqh. He stands there and he swears by Allah that I saw her. And she swears by Allah if she claims she saw her. And I want to show you something, Wallah, it's shocking. She was, Hilal ibn Ubayyah was called. Did you really see your wife? Swear by Allah that Allah will destroy you. Say these words. And he's given words to say. Hilal ibn Ubayyah went to say and he said it. Okay. The woman was called. Stand here. Did, he, did you do what this man is accusing you of? She took, she saw, she looked at everyone and she said, look at this, I'm not going to expose my honor and the honor of my family. And she swore. When she swore, she left, Hilal Mu'may left, she gave birth to the child that was identical to the man she was accused of. And the Prophet said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, if it wasn't for the hukum of Allah, I would have redone this issue again. But the hukum of Allah is that she swore and there's nothing that can be done to her. No one can accuse her, she's innocent till now. Are we all together? She swore, she took a procedure, she's going to deal with Allah the Day of Judgment and what she said. And the wrath will be coming down on her. Are we all together? whether that child is identical to her or not. Are you with me, brothers? So Islam is a very strict religion in these issues, people's honor. Two men see a woman do it, they can't say anything. Go home, be quiet, you cannot say anything because you don't have the number of people. Why is that the case? The reason is because people committing zina has to be so open that four people can catch them. Do you get the, do you get the maqsad here? Four people. Anyways, Hilal ibn Umayyah, Another ayah came down on him, which is Surah to, uh, the three men that stayed away from the Battle of Tabuk. Three of these men, they stayed away from the Battle of Tabuk. And they were boycotted. All three of them. No one spoke to them. Ka'ab ibn Malik has a long story on what happened to him regarding the situation. And subhanallah, subhanallah, inna lillahi wa inna ila raja. Ka'ab ibn Malik, when the Prophet boycotted him, who sent him a letter? It was either the Romans or the Persians. They sent him a letter of, come to us. If you're being shown hostility by Muhammad, we won't. Is that common? You want to run away from your deed? Come on, we'll take care of you. We'll give you publicity. We'll take care of you. We'll financially. Ka'am al-Malik, he has Iman. He said, when that letter came to me, now I realize I'm doomed. <laughs> This is the time I'm actually really doomed. That the non-Muslims are actually finding me. They want, they need, they, they're bringing me closer. Are we all together, brothers? 
He didn't say, well, it's true. You guys understand my value and know what I mean. I shouldn't try to force myself to be in a place where I'm not valued and I'm not recognized and my... So he'll come into the masjid. He'll say, salamu alaikum. No one will respond to him. His wife was commanded to boycott him as well. Until these verses came down. Are we all together? So, these three men, this ayah came down regarding them. Last, and, last but not least, um, we mentioned the four, right? And the, sec- the second point is that the ayats that came down at daytime are what? They're more in number. Why? Because of the ayah Allah says, We made daytime a time of when people are awake and they work and they do things, right? And nighttime has been made what? The nighttime has been made to sleep. Are we all together? But we're different right nowadays. We just wake all night. Because that's the time the family go to sleep. No one's troubling you. You can run around in the house with your pajamas. Do what you want. The kids ain't telling you what to do. The wife is sleeping. Sah, men. So night time, you're roaming around in the house. Do what you have to do. <laughs> but this ayah, The funny thing I read, in Kitab al-Nasbul Raya by Zayla'i. You know Zayla'i? He's an imam who did takhrij on the hadith al-hidayah by Marghinani. Zayla'i. Anyways, we don't, my country, we don't have much prominent scholars like our written books like the subcontinent of India. Our scholars, they talk a lot. They don't write a lot. Hence why I talk a lot. <laughs> but Zayla'i, by the way, many people don't know, he's actually a Somalian scholar. And his kitab is one of the early books that were written. Side point. What he did was, he mentioned something very, a a funny point that I was shocked with. One of the people used the ayah to pray at night in the dark naked. If he's in his room and it's dark, he doesn't put clothes on and he prays. And his evidence is what? I'm wearing clothes because the night is what? The night is what? It's clothing. Now we all together, brothers. And this is a benefit that shows us that the people use the Quran in their desires and what they like. And how they? How they wish, and whatever their desires is inclined to. We'll stop there, inshallah ta'ala. Anything which I have said that was wrong or incorrect is from me and Shaytan and Allah and his messenger are free from it. Subhanakallah wa bihamdik. Ashadu wa la ilaha illallah. Astaghfiruka tu bilayk. Two points, two points, two points. The first one is, there is a seminar today on uh, marital discord and differences, practical steps of how to solve marital problems. Okay? How to save your marriage if you're in trouble. The uh, antidote. The... So I've been working on it this whole entire week and uh, 
I encourage you all to come, inshallah ta'ala. It will save me a lot of time in terms of my consultations. You know, I don't have to have many consultations after this, I hope, inshallah ta'ala. Many of the questions and concerns that people bring, they'll be solved there. Number two. Uh, number two is, any questions regarding the exam? Anyone have any questions? I guess the exam was crystal clear. Oh, okay. Which one? Uh, the, what was the question again? Remind me the question. Uh, which, uh, which, which hijrah was the author referring to when he said here? He was referring to hijrah from the land of the disbelievers to the land of the believers. Huh? That's what the author was referring to. And the call of Badawi and the ayah was referring to hijrah from Mecca to Medina. Yeah, that was the one that the author was referring to. Uh, I hope you answered that correctly, inshallah. <laughs> 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 Barakallah feekum.